never good to be doing a show after a loss. And the boys not talking during the intro kind of says as much. So there might be a bit flood after after that loss to the D's. <laughs> bit of a bit of a shit game to watch to be honest. First fifteen minutes, but uh, how good was the first fifteen minutes though? That oh, was I've rewatched that. We that were electric. Was the, that was the best quality of football. Anyone other than some goals, or I left so many goals on the table, but that was the best quality footy that's played here. And, and I'm not saying I've had my cult mates um, saying that as well. That first 15 minutes, the way we just literally just suffocated them and tore them apart was lightning. Yeah, that was we great. We just needed a few more goals, didn't we? Before we get stuck into it, how are we, lads, Tiggs? Good, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Another day in paradise. Another day yeah, in yeah. paradise? Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. Plug it away. Plug very good. Um, See, but you can kick us off into the review. I know it's going to be a sombre one, but we've, we've got to touch on this. Plenty of talking points to get through. <laughs> right here. So uh, we played a team called the Melbourne Shemans on Ooh, Saturday night. The Shemans, yes. The Shemans, yep. And uh, unfortunately, we didn't get the uh, Chockies. So Melbourne deferred Richmond 12-2, defeating the Magnificent Ruggers 6-12-48. So... We went down by 35. There was a few jobs at the end there as we lost our shit and fight everybody. And um, it didn't help the scoreline. I'll be really, really brief in my um, synopsis on this game. And all I'll really say is that uh, we actually got out-Richmonded by Melbourne. They did everything that – they did everything well that we normally do. And um, it's a credit to them. They are playing great footy at the moment. And I don't think it's actually an embarrassment for once to lose to them because they are playing some seriously good footy. But, yeah, we just got outworked. Um, the skills were terrific. And uh, you learn a lot from your losses. So, hopefully, Richmond will learn a bit from this one. Tiggs, thoughts? Yeah. Um, look, I won't be as brief as you, mate, because I've, I've done a bit of digging on this one to find out, you know, what went wrong and, you know. But on, on your uh, um, saying that Melbourne played like Richmond, and, and credit to them, they did. And I tweeted after that game, you know, all credit to them. They probably played the best I've seen them play. But if you really drill down, what I think, um, well, not what I think, what I know has happened, a few things. That I, obviously, it wasn't our night. We Melbourne's disposal was very, very clean, regardless of our pressure. Now, our pressure was elite as well as theirs. Theirs was 206, I think, and ours was 202. So, really, it was basically the same level of pressure against both sides. So, both sides really um, put the pressure on each other. It's just Richmond... Originally, when I first looked at the game, I oh, thought, Richmond's not handling that pressure well. But when you drill down... Um, we only had very limited rotations, and that would be the, the reason for it, because we have only got a four-man bench. If you've got two or three players needing to be serviced, let's say, just use that as an example, they can't get on the ground. So you've got like a chokehold. And so as Melbourne used basically all of their rotations, I think, you know, 74 out of 75. So they keep fresh legs, keep on going on. And we, so in, with that contest, I think actually we did well to maintain the run. We matched them really in clearances. We matched them on the inside and the outside. We actually had more bounces than them, so tried to get our game going and running across the ground. Um, it's just where it came down crucially was, you know, it tackles inside 50, we were up, so we're applying that, you know, that was 16. But what got us, I think, is they cleaner. They were, they, I have to say this, they got away with a fair bit. Um, Brisbane used this card on us last year. And what other team did it? I think it was in round six. Funny enough, six or seven. I, if you guys harken back to when I started commenting that we're getting punched up, our defenders were getting smacked behind the goals all the time, and then we did a complaint about it, and then it, then we started getting free kicks again. They did a lot of that. They did a lot of, um, you know, smacking with their elbows behind play. 
in front of, mind you, um, I, and I, I had a chat with an ex-player who actually had dinner with a few of the back six. So the feedback I'm going to give you guys is unaltered. I'm just going to actually get my notes. All right. Um, we From last year, we learned that instead of retaliating, go to the umpire. This game, we went to the umpire numerous occasions saying, hey, he's just hit me. Hey, he's just hit me. Hey, he's just hit me. The umpires, there's two of them, did nothing and let it continue, right? We reported this to the coach in quarter time and second quarter time. Bolter cracked the shits at the end of it um, and threw the guy off him after copying a punch in the midriff um, and obviously gave away and it was a goal. Where it sort of all got where the, they just had a jack full of it was in the last quarter. If you look at the Marlon Pickett scenario, he, uh, um, Mansell's doing everything right for a defender, mate. I was so wrapped for him as a, he kept him quiet for one, beat him on, beat him on the day. If you minus that goal, and he was checking him perfectly, keeping arm touch with him as he's trying to evade him. Pickett was getting the shits with it because he could not break him, um, could not evade him. So mid run stops, props, and then hip and shoulders him in the head. Keep in mind, this is there's two umpires here, one on the left and one at the. If you go from, um, if we can do left, right, and and north and south, so on the left hand and on the southern side, two umpires saw it. Mansell falls back. As he falls back, he grabs Pickett high, pulls Pickett down with him. That's when the umpire sees the head high. Um, obviously, Mansell's arms going around him and blows a free kick. Pickett then. Raises himself up and then slams himself down again with his knees into Mansell's head, right, in his neck. Grimes saw it and Asprey saw it. I think Grimes was the first one that ran in. And that's when he um, remonstrated. The two umpires who saw it declined to do anything about it. They awarded Melbourne the free kick. All I can tell anyone that's listening to this is that we're livid. We've got examples of it. Um, we've got examples of how can I say this? Hardwick sort of said it about you know these indisciplined free kicks. What he's basically saying is he's not saying that we're indisciplined. If you read between the lies, he's just getting really fucking sick of. Apparently, our guys are always ill-disciplined, but everyone else is is our angels. Um, I do know we've got examples of it. I do know the players are filthy about what happened. And look, I reckon it stems from Choco Williams. Um, telling them, no, hit him, hit him, hit him. They'll retaliate, they retaliate. And credit to the boys, they didn't. Where they started to retaliate, Bolter obviously cracked, but he's a younger back. But, um, yeah, um, they only retaliated when they saw Mansell get hit in the head, need in the face. The vision's there. It's it, No one can argue it. It's all over yeah, socials. Yeah, the MRO ignored it, right? So that, for me is, yes, we lost the game in Melbourne with a better side. I'm not um, – this is probably separate from Melbourne. This could have been any other team. But we're at the moment being targeted. We know this is Premiers. But what's happening here, which is different from any other year, teams are getting away with it, even if we go to the umpires and call it out. Um, we cracked the shits in the third quarter. There was an official complaint in the third quarter made, I believe. That's what I got told. And then they try to even it up a little bit in the last, but it was too late. Um so the way I say, um, to summarise it all, if we hadn't had, we played with three men down in the last quarter, essentially, and we still, outside of those stupid goals, if we had a kick straight, if we actually had a hit, the, we, we had four shots on goal that didn't even get into the 50, get into the goal square, or got chopped out in the goal square. So if we had played to our level, we were off, 
but we looked on early. Um, that's on Melbourne's pressure, so credit to them. Um, we weren't that far off them. All the KPIs outside of um, um, what we went through. So, look, simply, I know I'm sort of rambling. I'm, I'm, I'm trying not to cover certain stuff, but um, I'm not displeased with it with what I know now. Um, I reckon Bulldogs were in with a chance they were going to tip us to lose, but... I reckon people writing us off now are, stu- are deluded. And one thing I want to say about the big footy community, I love it, right? I love Richmond Board. But um, it really saddens me that you've got posters that are only active when we lose. And I just don't understand it. That's just me. I don't understand that type of personality. Well, only when we lose. Gold Rocks is a cockhead, but anyway. No, I'm not <laughs> going to mention names. I'm not going to mention names. But there's posters on there that only post when we lose and always post the same thing. Oh, we're done. That's it. Oh, well, people can write us off at your own peril. Everyone knows. Yeah, it's just not the, I don't want to say the same story. There's obviously a long way to go this year it's versus last six. year and whatever. But it's we've been in worse positions, like oh, ladder-wise. I mean... We're still in the eight. We're, we're playing far from our best football consistently, which is to be expected. That's fine. No one no one wants us to be playing, shooting the lights out this early. But you, you watch the first 15 minutes of that game and you can see that if we play at our best, that they're not going to touch us. Um, and you would like to think that when the whips are cracking later on in the year, if we were to meet again, that we'd be playing at our best for a lot longer than 15 minutes of a game. That's and you, right. you, know, you know that squad's going to. So I was a bit, I was a bit shitty and how the game panned out, but I wasn't at all devastated or angry um, thinking that it's the end of the era or anything like that. It's far from it. So, But but there's a lot of things we have to address, though, if we're going to course correct, and there's a lot of tough games coming up, uh, CB, that we have to, to get this right now, or well, it, it can start to hurt us on the ladder. Well, this is the whole point, and I know um, Tiggs might be covering it off, but it's as simple as this. Have a look at the um, football draw. And after the Geelong game, work out how many teams we've already played in the top eight, and see what's in front of us for the next um, ten rounds. Yeah, that'll just tell you. That'll just tell you when we get a few players back, what's going to yeah. happen, right? So, so yeah. there's no point. There's no point. Um, if you're living in the now, yeah, you could run around and be a little bit upset, but if you take a bit more of a long range, medium term view. Um, it's not as bad. It's not as bad as it seems. And before you guys touch on some player discussions, um, just to reference that, that interchange stat again that, <clears throat> that Tiggs mentioned. So 49 rotations out of 75 we used. That's minus 26. I, I didn't know that until today when I was looking up stuff for the show. And that's a crazy number. And I think we're talking about Dusty Lambert. And I think Grimes was off uh, maybe yeah. the last bit of the last quarter, so not too much. But that's a huge impact. So, I mean, I don't think it matters what team you are. If you've got that many rotations down, you're going to struggle. Um, and Man- Mansell split his head open in the That's in right. The he, he went yeah. down to the change rooms. Yep, he went yeah, down. Yeah, needed so. stitches too. So that slowed it down. And and, and if you look compare the other, what CB's spot on. Like, I'll draw – after the bye, we play West Coast, and then it's really smooth sailing all the way um, till the finals, right? Um, and – but I looked at the stats, and Melbourne's, other than one KPI, were above season average, right? Ours was well down. And even in saying that, we got we got it inside 50 more than they did. They had more possessions, but got it in, out inside our 50 less. So they were forced to share the ball more. So our system kept us in the game. That's the thing. But because we didn't have our soldiers all on the park all at the same time, because we, had, we kept on having people couldn't use our rotations as often as they did, uh, we're basically playing one man short. 
Um, yeah. And that's how the game looked to me. It, it adds up we after a while, too. It does. You can only sustain that for so long, and it throws rotations out and positional changes out and all kinds of things. But we'll, we'll get but better. Last, we'll, be right. we'll be right. The last thing I'm going to say on this game, the last thing I'm going to say on this game, I'm glad it happened because I know for a fact that the club um, is not happy at all about certain things of that game, uh, particularly with the umpiring. Um, you got to understand, who runs the umpires now? Dan Richardson. And Dan Richardson has a big axe against us. So did, I'd be, I wouldn't be surprised if this story starts to bubble. Um, uh, because, we'll it, yeah, yeah, it's pretty we'll bad. We'll see where it takes us. All right, yeah, some we'll players for you guys to discuss. The, the four we listed that we thought might get some airtime was Castagna, Pickett, Bolter and Baker. Can, can I take can I take one off the table and put one on? Okay. I want to take off George, right? Because he's got a few credits in the bank. I want to talk about Mansell and just say this kid's getting better with every game. Yeah, and cool. at the moment, I, he's not losing his spot for me. He's um he's playing some good footy and looks like another diamond in the rough that the Tigers have picked up. But you know what I like about him though? It's he's different from Short and he's different from Baker. He's actually a small that can actually man an agile small. We haven't had that since Grime used to do it with Eddie Betts and stuff. I've, from what I've seen from him, he does not lose concentration. If he's on you, he and and Pickett is a great little small forward with heaps of upside and talent. Could not get away from Mansell. Could not get away from him, and that's just a huge tick. Yeah, he's um, the only way he got. Yeah, the only way he could get get away from him was hit him illegally and get away with it. That was the only way he could get away from him. So, yeah, good call. Um, can I talk about Pickett? Marlon, yeah, can we get you can, there? You can both, I know you both want to have a talk about Pickett. Yeah. So go for Look, it. I've gone from, after I got three weeks ago, got past that he's not a one-touch player, right? I'm really starting to appreciate him, right? And he's fast becoming one of my faves, right? Um, he's He was one of our best players against Melbourne. His closing speed is electric. He, he gives too many free kicks away, but that is also by the nature of how he plays and the toughness of him. Um, and Bullen... If you listen to this podcast, mate, hang your head in shame, <laughs> if he mate. Listens to... <laughs> You're a so- yeah, if you listen to the podcast, mate, hang your head, mate. You're a flog, diving fog, and it's funny no media has spoken about you and your other cronies that dived. But um, I think with Preston not in, Cochin is not in form. I I didn't believe the rumours I heard that he didn't come as fit as he normally do- he did because of certain things. And he still looks to me like he's running with lead boots. I don't know what you guys think, but he doesn't have his that natural zippiness that he normally has. He's never been quick, but he, he can get to contest to contest, and he seems to be labouring to contest to contest. So, But he's still, when he's in the contest, he's elite. So what we need is someone that can go inside, but he's also an elite closer and can play outside in a flick of a hat. We've got Shy in there. We've got Edwards in there. I reckon it's time It's time to put Marlon Pickett in there. Yep. Um, I reckon full-time, for me, he he will let other mids around him, oppo mids, know he's there. He can leap when he needs to. Um, I just think it just makes sense. What do you reckon? Mate, he can run all day. He's as hard as nails. And agree. I think with the outs we're going to have out this week, um, I think it's a really, really good opportunity for him to play full-time mid. And um, I'd like to stay him in there because I reckon um, good luck to anyone who starts roughing up Dusty in the middle if Marlon Pickett's hanging around, mate. I wouldn't want to be that guy that plays a hand on Dusty. 
just want to point out as well, he did jump over Max Gorn and win a ruck contest he did. too, which I, <laughs> I squealed with excitement. I was that happy for him. Because no one gave him a chance, bar Marlon, I reckon. I reckon he gave himself every chance in the world to do that. And we, I think we got a scoring shot off it. It was just yeah. unbelievable. I was going to say, it was a tap to advantage too. Yeah, yeah. You know it, was I mean? a, it was a controlled, a controlled tap. Uh, can, what about Bolter we... and Baker? Oh, I, I just think Bolter's still learning. We, we've got to we've got to keep this kid's performance in perspective, and yeah. um, you don't you don't throw the baby out the bathwater. You just got to cool your jets. There's, there's going to be games he wins. There's going to be games he loses, and you got to remember you you learn more from your losses. So um, he, he'll come back a better player for what he's going through right now, and he's got a hell of a job coming up next weekend. On a, he's probably taking Norton. And Norton has a field day against us normally. So he's got a really tough um, – actually, he's got a probably tough route, and he probably has to pick up Hawkins or Jeremy Cameron the following week. So yeah. three big three big forwards in a row. It's not <laughs> going to hurt him. It's, it's only going to improve him as a footballer. Oh, he'll, so, he'll learn a shitload. Yeah. yeah, I agree with you, Sabine. And, and like, I, I'm disappointed that he's he, – as a, as a key back, you can't give free kicks for no reason, particularly if you've got the ball and you're streaming forward, right? He's done. This is the second time he's done it. Now I understand the reason why he's done it, but and you know, like at the end of the day, I was going to, I wanted him drop, right? Obviously, the emotion of the game and not knowing what I know today, I didn't know that yesterday. So, um, yeah, I don't think he was shamed. The ball was, the ball was coming in. They were getting clean possession. Um, the times they went in fifty, he he actually performed quite well, um, considering. Um, it's just obviously towards the end of the quarter, the last quarter. It, we just lost all composure. We we ran out of steam and he got exposed a bit. But I'm wrapped with Bolter. Um, Baker, for me too, I'm wrapped. Look, he's consistent. But can we talk about Nankervis? Yeah, we can do we a quick talk about. I can shot. talk about him all day. Yeah, he he's he's having a career best season for me. He Now, I've been worried. Like, we've been saying, get CCJ in. We don't want to burn him out. But... His performance, he was Herculean against Gorn. He, what I liked about him wasn't intimidated with Gorn. He played his own game. He, he did the taps, and then he went to the back line. Um, and so he seems to have found his spot, his role within the side, and he does it really, really well. I've got nothing but love, love for the big neck, and he can keep his head high. He, he, he worked his ass off. Yep, agree. It's been his best, best year. He's been, um, he's been a superstar this year, Vancouver's. Best, best year, actually. Best year since 2017. He's, he's, he's only going to get better too. Exactly. He's a young he's a young ruck in ruck terms. You know what I mean? What is he, 26, 25? He's 20, 26, probably 27 this year, so he's peaking right now. Yeah, yeah. But no, in rucks are normally 28, 29. Like Gorn's what, 30-something, isn't he? Nah, Gorn is only young. Gorn is only the same age. He's got some years left in him. Yeah, because so he missed a few with, it, with the knees as well, so he's <clears throat> probably... Uh... Hopefully got a bit longer. I like watching Max Gorn. Nah, Max Gorn is nearly thirty. Yeah, he's nearly thirty. He was born on thirtieth of December, under a black moon. <laughs> yeah, twenty nine. <laughs> he's twenty nine at the moment. Yeah. All right, we're going to push on to the uh, individual segments. I'm going to mix it up a bit. CB, I'm playing the intro. You can't hear it. Oh, yeah. like, like yep. Alright, CD. This is uh, give it to us, baby. Now we don't know what you're going to be going with here, so this will be interesting. Right. So I think the weekend's game left me. It, it left me with one real big question. I was talking to another Tiger head about it today. So get a Elton John's wig if you are listening. Um, 
my, my actual bloodbath isn't a spray for a change, but it's a question. And the question is, why don't our small forwards score like they used to? So in 2017, right, we had Butler kick 30 goals, George kicked 26, Rioli 25, and Caddy 21. Okay? We rolled to 2019, and George kicked 27, Caddy and Rioli 17 each, and Lambert kicked 18, believe it or not. 2020, our small forwards, George kicked 17, Bolton kicked 15, Arts 14, Rioli 12. All right? And this year, George has kicked 9, Arts 7, Rioli 6, and Dusty's well down too. If you look at Dusty's numbers, those years are off the charts. He's only kicked 5. But we've only really got three small forwards scoring at the moment. So my question for pondering is what has changed? As the game is quicker, have we turned the dial or skewed the game plan too defensively for these guys? We know the value of the team defence at Richmond, but we still got to score. Have we cut too deep on our list, or do we need to go back to some basics? Do we need to give a little to get a little? Are we missing a, a fourth small forward this year? Over to you, Richmond coaches, because that's what we've got to find out. That's good. Yeah, <clears throat> good talking points. Yeah, very good. Yeah. It's, yeah. I think it's a, part of that, though, is because yeah, the, the talls are kicking more. Because it's faster, they're actually hitting up the taller target. We're bombing higher but, but, more than we used to. But, but for us, Dusty's down, Lynch is down, Jack's flying, but we're still missing that fourth small forward. Is the point? Yeah. Mm. So, so it's something has changed. So, so we're, we're the we're the valuing. It's gone in a game that's quickened up, and you saw Melbourne get us, you know, at the back with fast ball movement. Yeah. Have we turned the dial? Do we need to actually go back and go? You know what? We've still got a bloody score and just free the shackles on a few boys. And, yeah, we yeah. might cost a couple of goals, but we might get three or four or so the other way. They well, need to get seg- dangerous. Yep. That sort of segued right into my Tiger Den topic. Um, get in there, Tigers. Yeah, Run with it. So, okay, so basically, um, let me just bring it up. Yeah, so basically, uh, <laughs> sorry, I'm very professional here. Um, I've been harping on since, what, the start of the start after the Colton game? Um, and it goes apart answering your questions that we're pushing our small forwards way high. And it was exposed Saturday night, right? And that was confirmed on again on um, – I think Salem got on the TV yesterday and was saying that, you know, they're getting us out the back because our forwards are playing really, really high. Um, for me, I know why we're doing it because Hardwick's identified – basically the beginning of the year, that the midfield, obviously when Prestia went out, that we've got we've got a soft underbelly. What I mean by a soft underbelly, not that any of the players are soft, but we've got some issues in our midfield mix, our, our, our midfield's transition. So he's trying to protect that as much as possible and he's just banking on our talls and, and one or two smalls to be able to play that extra person. Um, and it's not working um, and it hasn't worked. The St Kilda game, um, we scored freely, but... You know, St Kilda are rubbish. So um, it's funny that you mentioned that, Ortiz, because that was – I was speaking to an ex-player last night, obviously I had dinner with him, and he was telling me what happened on during the game and all that sort of stuff, and we started talking about how we're playing and how our system up is going. What we're basically doing, and, and from what I've heard, is I believe we're waiting for a few of our kids to hit a few a certain level before we bring them in. Um because we really got no one, no one's demanding that forward spot. 
um, that's playing in VFL that's really demanding to, uh, you know, to go in there. So it's frustrating. It's just that, you know, we've got to wait. Pressure is really crucial to us. We need another pressure. Um, and that's that's screaming out. We need another fit midfielder. And, and I always thought, I know we were in talks um, with the drafting that we were going to go. We, there's a target in mind, but, you know, and I've mentioned the name, but... <sighs> But I, my my instinct was we're going to go with our, with our draft and just go in the draft. But I would not be adverse by already made um, if we want to keep our window open because what it's showing us is that we're um, – the flow-on effect of not having a press jar means we're pushing our forwards up too high. I'd fear to lose a game if we kept our forward system intact how we had it last year and the year before. Um, and it's something the boys have to work on. Um, yeah, so, yeah, it's frustrating. It is, and it's you hope it's just a learning curve of some kind because when we get it, when we get the balance right and the structure right, we're back to our old self, so to speak. So whether they're just trying something new to help sort of cater and um, change to the new rules, maybe, and they're just getting caught out and they're still learning it, I'm not sure. But I've got I, I back the coaching staff to get it right down the track. But yeah, it got, but what you both sort of said does tie in. So the small forwards have to get more dangerous, and they've got to make sure they're playing in a, in a manner that doesn't allow those easy goals to get scored on us. Yeah, great. All right, uh, I'm going to quickly do my own segment. This is kind of off the back You're of... You're so uh, selfish. I know, I know. I don't usually give myself <laughs> Now, if you say you've got an intro, I'll fairly confuse. you. I right? don't. I, I oh, don't. Good. Actually, on the intros, when I uploaded this to YouTube last week, I had a, a copyright thing come up, CB for yours. It picked up the song, but they allowed it. So whoever the artist is was okay with us using it. So that was good. Well, I think Rick, Rick James is dead from cocaine. Well, he's, he's, <laughs> someone gave us the all clear, so that was nice. Um, so what I'm going to look to do each week... And, and I'll say straight out, it's not me who's come up with this. It's uh, me and my mates in a Facebook chat. You see all the All-Australian rolling teams and things like that. We've gone the other way and gone a dud team of the week, just for a bit of a laugh and just to highlight a few players. Unfortunately for me this week, it does include a couple of Richmond players. Um, the, the premise of it is it doesn't matter how long you're on the ground for, so even if you're, if you're a sub and you have a shit one too bad, it, it's pretty relentless. So we'll go through... The dud team of the week, and I'm open to copying a slapping on Twitter afterwards. From the back line, Long, Frost, Maynard, centre-half backs, Hibbard, Francis, Logue. On the wing, Hill, 900k for that shit, honestly. Uh, Crouch and Gibbons, centre-half forward line, Blakely. That's a strong, hey, that's a strong centre line for the record. It is, it, it is. <laughs> I mean, but they're, they're spuds. Uh, and, has, uh, and you know what's sad? Crouch is playing his level. <laughs> yeah, and he's getting paid 800k as well as that. Yeah, he's playing his level. So that's 1.7 million. Yeah, gone the, to the shitter. Yeah, uh, half forward line: Blakely, Tom Lynch. Sorry, mate, but you've uh, you've made an appearance. And Brawn. What's oh, I know. He worked his ass off. You, on you're not going to like the next line. The full forward line: Dusty. We've put him in there. Oh, I know he got a poke oh, in the eye in Kasha, oh, but he. Oh, he, he, he was not <laughs> Mate, you're you're an Essendon I, hang supporter. Hang on, I didn't, you're a I didn't put I didn't put Dusty in there. That was a Geelong and a Essendon supporter who did that. Oh, uh, Max right. King and Dan Butler get a gig as well in the ruck. Nick Nat Cochin, he, he's just been a bit off the pace. Shields in the roving spot, and on the bench, <coughs> Tracy Tui, Betts, Andrews, and the coach for the week is Adam Simpson because that was a disgraceful effort against Geelong. Can I just say, wouldn't you, so you even pick injured players? 
Yeah, too bad. If you if you it's don't put it, it's, it's a pretty relentless it's a pretty relentless selection process. Mate, you're, I can see why I can see why your family business is about cheese and crackers, <laughs> mate. You're a Melbourne supporter internally, mate. With that list, type of list, that's shocking. I'll, mate. I'll no, have I'm, to start. I'll have to start collating. But we, we give reasons as well when we're doing oh, it. So Nick, Nat, Nick Nat, for example, 13 disposals at 31%, and he only broke even with Reece Stanley in the ruck, and Stanley kicked a goal, so that's that's pretty average. That's what Michael Gibbons, time on ground, 101 minutes, five touches, one behind, three turnovers, <laughs> two frees against. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. It's, yeah, so I'll, I'll keep bringing this stuff. Uh, I'll try and get some more reasons lined up. But, uh, yeah, it can be controversial, but we take no prisoners. So that's that's all I've got to add. Anyway, we'll push on to some listener questions, and yeah, feel free to slap me on Twitter. It's I'm more, more than fine with that. Listener questions, lads. We love this part of the show each week. Uh, I'll kick it off with the first one for you, Tiggs. This is from Joe. We've kind of touched on this a little bit. How can we improve our conversion on Ford 50 entries? In the first quarter, we probably could have been five to six goals up, and the game would have been totally different. Joe, simply, mate, this is how I see it. I'm no coach, but if we can keep our small forwards, all of them, in the forward 50, um, and instead of kicking it high and deep, that's an okay kick if we're doing it in the goal square. But if you're not doing it in the goal square in that little 30-metre arc from the actual um, our goal line, 30 metres out is, is great for a long high kick. Outside of that, just do a laser dirty ball. I don't care if it's – as long as it's low, flat, Difficult to mark if you haven't got a target and it gets into space. Allow our forwards to run and contest and create a stoppage. That's what we're missing. In our in, in I was going to say golden years. Our golden years haven't finished yet, people. If we what was our, our one wood was creating stoppages in our forward fifty. That is gone. When was the last time really? How many compared to now? And it's not the new rules. If you get a dirty ball in there. You're going to get Lynch, who worked his ass off yesterday to create as much slow ball as he could. Ditto Jack. We've got two mobile forwards that are tall. That can mark, but also create bring the ball to ground. Get the smalls around them to actually create that stoppage. And from that stoppage, you've got Edwards, who will shark it. You've got Arch, who is good in a, in a stoppage. So that's what we're missing, mate. Joe, simply to get more goals is we've got to slow it down in our forward line. Lower the eyes. If you can't hit a target, hit it to space, and then we create a, a stoppage and score. Very good. Um, now, uh, CB, I've got a question for you, mate. It's from PT Ager. I think I'm pronouncing that right. Ager? Ager? Yeah, Ager. What nationality do you reckon that is? Ager. Uh, I don't know. I know a couple Swedish? of Agers that are Australian, but I'm not sure if the spelling's different or not. Um, okay. Have teams finally worked out how to handle our pressure at the contest? Have noticed that the Swans, Port, Hawthorne, at times, and now Melbourne, were happy to absorb our pressure in close and use clean ball, used to then open us up on the spread with speed. What do you um, think, CB? I, I wouldn't say they've worked out. I think, like everything, everybody, every team improves year on year out, apart from Collingwood, Carlton, and a couple of others. Um <laughs> So I think it's just one of those, it's an evolution thing. We've got a new rule in place, which has quickened up the game. And naturally, when something new comes in, some teams can adapt quicker than others. So it's sort of, I don't know if it's they've worked out how to handle that pressure of the contest as to adapting to a new rule change. Um, some of these clubs, having like Sydney, have played off the head the first month. Uh, Port, very consistent. 
Melbourne, top of the ladder. Don't know. I, I think the jury's out as to whether teams have worked out how to handle that pressure of the contest. And if and as and you go by Tig's number on the weekend, um, you know, we were matching Melbourne around around the ball. So don't know about that. Um Yeah, I, I just the only thing I'll say is is it appears we're getting opened up a bit more on the bigger grounds, which is a bit of an irony given that we were the MCG specialists, but it, it seems that on the bigger grounds like the G with this new rule, we are getting opened up a little bit. So that's probably something that we'll have to work out uh, as a team and as a defensive unit moving forward. But good question, mate. Um, the next one's for you, Michaels, from Sergio. Can someone explain why our opponents can stream into an open Ford 50 while our Ford 50 is clogged up like a portaloo at a music <laughs> festival? I've not been to a music festival, but I'll take your word for it. Um, I think the answer simply is our defenders, when the ball's turned over, are taught or are instructed to run in waves in a very aggressive manner. The problem is now that we're turning the ball over so much when we get into the forward half that all of these guys are now out of position, which allows a quick counter-attack and exposes us to some easy one-on-ones or forwards who are hanging back, letting the defenders run off, stay in space, and they get that easy ball over the top. So it's kind of a high-risk, high-reward philosophy, and we've seen for the last three or four years it's paid dividends most weeks. Um, but if you don't hit your targets, it, it can come undone pretty quickly. So I think our, our disposal efficiency on the night was 62.4% and our average is 71.5 for the year. So we're almost 10% lower than what we are usually at in, in a game of football. You only have to be 10% off and you're going to get cut up, which is exactly what happens. So if we hit our targets going forward, I think we can eliminate that illusion that we're getting burnt on the, on the run back. Uh, question for you, Tiggs from Lee Williamson. Why are we so hesitant in giving the kids a go in the seniors? Surely blooding one at a time would make sense. So when they are needed through injuries, they slot in better. Uh, look, good question, Lee. I thought that myself and I've asked it a few times. And the answer I get is um, pre-season VFL stuffed us a bit because the, we couldn't get them to set up how we set up in the seniors because they had all different mechanics and all this sort of stuff. So basically the pre-season was wasted. What we like to do is get the kids to be set up, their team set up very similar to the senior team. They've got clear roles, and it's if they're good enough, they'll get picked if they can force a senior player out. That's essentially the golden rule. So it's not that they're um, that we're not picking them. And it's also one of the things, too, is it's like, you know, Ross has got another gig. I think it's time to give Ross a spell. We've seen enough. Um, I'm not saying it's aligned through him, but you know, give another kid a go, but we'll speak about that more when we talk about our ins and outs. But, yeah, we only bring people in when we believe that they're ready, when they've shown some form of consistent form. Um, and if we do have an injury, then there's a like for like. They will get in. But it's generally, you know, if a senior, if this makes any sense, a senior second player, like a Ross, will generally get first crack um, because we believe they're a bit more mature and ready um, for the seniors. But, um, yeah, it's... What's your space? It's just a, it's just a, it's the side effect of having such a consistent twenty-two. Very good. And um, uh, CB, um, this is from Renee. Um, what are your thoughts on how like sat we seemed okay early, but we fumbled all night and continued to bomb? When last week showed what happens when we lower our eyes, they really seem to be all over us. Yes, look, I think it's. Uh... I think it just come down to normally teams can match us for a period of time and then they fall away and 
Tigers ramp it up. But to Melbourne's credit, they maintained four a four quarter pressure effort. And um, like I know the scoreline was what we lost by thirty points, but there's a couple of junk time goals in there. Um, we kicked poorly, so um, I don't know. I, the, the bombing in sitting on the forwards' heads really does frustrate me. And I think Tig sort of covered that off a little bit with the previous answer, which I agree with. Uh, but credit to I think it was just credit Melbourne were able to uh, apply pressure, and they also when you're comparing Melbourne to St Kilda. Melbourne do set up a lot better defensively than the Saints ever did. And like I said, you've got to keep that game in perspective. We had something like 30 minutes of pure centre clearance where Saints didn't get their hands on it, whereas obviously Melbourne were a bit more organised. But it also didn't help that we had Dusty, Lambert and Grimes injured either. So we're missing two of our better mids, which left you know a lot of workload to uh, Koch and the boys. So a couple of, look, a few things went right for the Demons. A couple of things didn't go right for us. Um, next week's a new week. We'll see what happens. Yeah, a lot of factors in play there. I agree. That's why we can't jump at shadows just yet. So thanks to all the listeners for sending through your questions. Much appreciated. I know there was a lot of other questions surrounding selections and things like that, which we are going to touch on shortly. So that's why we didn't ask them in that segment. But um, preview around seven versus the Bulldogs. Tiggs, take it away. Yeah, it's going to be... They've had a few injuries too. Though Obviously, our outs, I believe... Uh, are greater than theirs. It's going to be fascinating. They love the handball game, and so do we. What it might they might be the perfect appoint, uh, opponent for us. So watch the game that we beat them close to ten goals last year that we played them, and they're not a really historically far side. Now the team I watched was basically the same team that we're going to play. Um, they just included Trelaw, but obviously now they've got you know English out. Now they've got English really hurts them. English is is he out? Is he? Yeah, he's out. Um, so English is out and Dunkley's out. Yeah, I, saw I that. believe. Yeah, I believe English is out. Yeah, he's concussed. So he got nearly a broken jaw. So um, that's twelve days. If Dusty's out, he has to be out. So um, so that's going to uh, even up a little bit in the midfield. If we can, we match up always pretty well with them because their game style is similar to us. They like to flick the ball out, so we will like to flick. But the thing is, is that what I'm worried about is if the umpires let them get away with what they're getting away with, sometimes they're just doing open-handed throws. If we do the same thing that they're doing, if they ping us both, I'll be happy. If they only ping one side and not the other, then, you know, whoever that side's getting away with it's probably going to win. But, look, looking at it, their back line is always a little bit shaky, in my opinion. Their forward line is really strong. Their midfield's great. If we can match them in the pressure stakes, if we can if we can hold our shape front of the ball, we can do a number on them. That's what we did a number on them last year. We kept our shape at the front of the ball and we kept Grimes deep. We've got to keep a deep defender. We've stopped doing that. We're moving our defence right up. Got to keep Grimes deep with them um, because they're very quick on that rebound, rebound out. Um, so it's got a few fascinating game. We're both injured. They've still got more personnel then we have, we're going to go in rightfully as underdogs. Keep in mind, we lost to Port by two points, and that was like a moral win for me because it had the bounce. I'm always going to say it. So really a worse loss for Swans, and then we got beaten by the number two side in Melbourne. So, oh, and, Mel- and Western Bulldogs haven't played that anyone really of quality outside of uh, West Coast, which they beat just by seven points, and West Coast is showing 
their form's not that great either with a big fat knick-knack. He looks like a tall Ralton Roberts. So, oh, Jesus. That's yeah, he does, mate. He looks, like he's, he, looks, he looks like he's eaten Ralton Roberts. I even <laughs> said it three weeks ago. He's, he's got a bigger gut than I have. Um, but, look, uh, I reckon we're not out of it. Uh, I won't talk about the ins and outs, but it's going to be a fascinating contest. We play a similar brand. We're hurting. Our pride stung. They won on the weekend. They want to be seven and zip. Are we just going to be a little bit more hungry? What do you guys think? You go see me. My my concern is the dogs are massive downhill skiers. And when their tails are up, their tails are really, really up. Like, remember we used to play Essendon when they were up and about, and they used to get all that arsey shit, the arsey bounces, the arsey goals, all that type of stuff. I can kind of see that happening to us this weekend, if I'm honest. I'm not really confident at all. I just think the dogs, the tails are up. Um, they're chock full of confidence. And unfortunately, I think they're just going to have a little bit more midfield talent on the park than we will. And I think that's going to affect us uh, overall um, ability-wise. I think they've got more – they've got a more talented midfield going to take the field this weekend than us. And that's just a fact. We don't, when we're missing Prestia, Lambert, and Martin, that's going to happen. So uh, we're going to need to really shuffle some magnets around to be competitive – but unfortunately, I think it's going to be one and lost out of the, in the midfield battle because that's going to set up uh, the forward line thrusts. Michaels? They, yeah, they bat seriously deep in the midfield, and they have for a few years now. Uh, yeah, it's a scary prospect when you're missing the players that we're missing. But, um, yeah, I think your point in, as well, Tiggs, was interesting that they're not a fast side. I actually thought they were a fast side, but maybe it's more their ball movement's fast yeah, as opposed their to their, ball their, is their, fast, their physical yeah. foot speed. So it's, yeah, I'm not sure how we're going to go in the guts, given that we're not a, a traditionally good clearance side, although the last couple of weeks we've done okay. But, um, yeah, I agree with you, CB. It's going to be heavily won or lost in the middle. And whatever magnets we shuffle, I mean, sure, oh, wait, but the players who come in have to play a really good role uh, in the middle. And the small forwards is for us to have to get dangerous. It's, it's as simple as that. If we can't if we can't put scoreboard pressure on them, like you said, they're going to get their tails up and they'll they'll probably kick away uh unfortunately but hopefully the, the rebound's the key thing as well for us i think like you said we'll be they'll be hurting and if we can respond we'll hopefully get a, a good game like we did the sydney game against st kilda yep. uh was there any other sort of points we missed about where the game's going to be won or lost yeah the one thing too is their ruck english is their recognized ruck right um, he, but he's been no, playing they got, for... they got the dude from... No, they've got Stephen the dude Martin. from Lions now. Yeah, yeah, Martin, like yeah they've got Stefan. They've got Stefan. But um, English, would give Stefan a rest, in, that's when English hops in. From the games I've seen, that's what I've seen. Um, not being able to have that, it's going to be fascinating who they use. They're going to use Bruce, um, which they've gone to a few times in that role. Um, we've got Nank. So actually, Nank versus Stefan Nank normally has played really well against him. So I don't think we're going to lose, like, against Gorn. We're going to get more opportunity than not to go get first use of the ball. What I mean about their speed is they're like us. We're not an overly quick side either in relation to foot run across the board of the team. We're just consistently at – we've got a good speed level, same as Bulldogs, but we do it all the time, and so do they. But, um, yeah, I, I, Jong was a big out for him. Um, you know, that hurt their morale too. Yeah, it's going to be fascinating with their momentum, but – do you get you to keep your tails up when you're seven opportunity to win seven games? That's the thing. You, is it the old cliche? You've got to lose one eventually. 
Yeah, it's... But people have said that about us. So we've gone on, on runs of 10 or 11 games and people have said the same thing, but it's never eventuated. But it, it's still a valid point in some senses, but yeah. it should be a good game. Uh, CB, ins and outs? Mate, this is uh, such a hard one given the guys. So, so I'm assuming, obviously, Dusty and Lambert are out. Yep. And I've also got Grimes potentially out. Well, the the message on the app says that he's probable, but they've got to do scans and all that. So yeah, I, so I kind I'll, of agree with you with the erring on the side of caution, I guess. Yep. Yeah, so I'll, I'll rule. So, so there's one of our best defenders and two of our best on balls out in one foul swoop. So the ins I have, um, and I'm sort of torn. So I've got Ross coming in off the, from the sub. I've got Caddy coming in. But what I'm thinking is Pickett goes on the ball and Caddy goes onto the wing, if that makes sense. That's that's how I justify that selection. Uh, Ross just goes in to cover uh, cover Dusty. Um, and I've got – this is the problem I've got. Does Nash come in? So I know, mate, We're fucking Nash, my gun. He needs to be in. So, I'm, <laughs> so, so, so here's the thing. So, so, so the, Nash comes in and Lynch has to get it, start rucking. Right to put more mobility in the forward line, or do we bring in Charlie or CCJ, who both their, their numbers are pretty similar in the resis on the weekend instead of a niche, and we shuffle some deck chairs. So I don't know, I don't know which way we're going to go. I think we'll just ruck with one ruck, and I think we'll bring in. We're, we're more inclined to bring in a Ross niche and a caddy in for this game is what I think, rather than bringing in a second ruck again. Um. What are you thinking? Yeah, um, good points. I just love Nash. Um, okay, what I'd probably do is I've, I've got Caddy coming in. I'm actually going to drop Arts. Um, so I'm dropping Arts. Um, he needs he needs a bit of a rest, I think, um, or a bit of a run in the VFL, get a bit of touch where he's dominating again. Um, I, he's doing some nice things, but he's too fading in and out. He's working hard, but he. He's not creating impact. He's fading in and out of game. So I'd, I'd replace him for Caddy. And people go, oh, why Caddy? Caddy plays forward for me. You just play forward. He's a medium side, which we're crying out for. Bolt, um, uh, Rioli's not doing it. Um, Rioli, with his injuries, can run up the ground and create that extra pressure if, if Hardwick wants to. But keep Caddy deep. He's a great mark. If we can get, and he's also going to help with the, what I've been crying out for that we start to create stoppages in our forward line. He will help with that. So, Caddy for Arts, Arts out, Caddy in. Marlon Pickett straight in the guts. Um, what I will basically do is I'm assuming Grimes is going to play. From what I've heard, I think he's going to play. But I'll go with the spirit with you. If he does, if Grimes does play, the only other change for me for Lambert is so I've got Caddy in, Arts out. I've got uh, Marlon is going to go in the guts, so he's not going to be on the wing. Going to leave McIntosh on one wing. I'm going to go to Short and Baker. Um, either one of those. Um, no, sorry, I'm going to put Nash on the other wing. But with Nash, and the reason why I say that, guys, people say you can't kick, right? It's starting to give me the fucking shits. We got dominated on the weekend. Our VFL side got smashed. Nash stood his ground and actually was one of our better players. And his disposal efficiency actually was quite good. Um, he And that's the sign of maturity. Before, Nash wouldn't do that. He was getting, you know, mid-teens disposals. If the team were losing, he was a non-factor. We've just now had a kid in a full month dominate. Um, high disposals, high efficiency, high inside 50s. 
high goal assists, uh, score involvements, I should say. So he deserves his crack. He's someone that we desperately need on a wing. He's got – and people, before you say anything, just look at – um, what's that Melbourne winger? Not Salem, the other one. Um, They got from Frio. Frio. Yeah, no, the one they got from Frio. What's his name? His name just escaped me. He, he did that lightning run on the wing. And Jack had to chase him. Then Edwards was chasing him, and then I'm getting a goal from it. Is, it. is it Langdon? Was he one? Langdon, yeah. Langdon, everyone said he couldn't He couldn't hit a side of a barn. Sometimes wingers are designed to carry the ball at speed, at absolute speed. And that's what I want to see um, with Nash. If he gets an opportunity to get the ball, if, he, he can, if they can feed the ball out to him, just run as fast as you can, mate, and then kick it to advantage, kick it to space. That's what we need. Um, so, yeah, Nash comes in. I'll finish gushing for him. So he's replaced Lambert. And, look, for the back line, oh, with Grimes out, it's just too scary. Well, to Bro- Bro- I'm just thinking Broad comes in and does the Grimes role. Right? Well, Broad's so already comes in. Off. Yeah. Yeah, <clears> yeah he can, he can shuffle he's back. He's part of the seven. He's part of the seven, if that makes sense. So, yeah, someone, yeah. so he comes off the bench and someone goes on the bench to and cover Even him. if so he shuffles back to do that, Camden can then shuffle back again to halfback if need to to cover Broad's role. So they kind of, yeah, it's a bit of a deck chair thing. Yeah. If, yeah. Eggs, if Eggs comes in, I'm going to spew up. Oh, so, you know. Jesus. We can't, nah, we can't egg, contemplate egg that, coming. can we? And look, with Ross, I never put a line on a kid, but I think we've seen enough. Oh, sorry, I forgot my last change. What I would do, Ross was a sub, right? We saw him in three quarters. He, for me, he did not offer enough. Right, so and that's now the second time he's done it, and I feel for him because he's coming off at the sub, and it's not fair. So I'd be going, okay, mate, back in the VFL for four weeks. Someone I want to see, give him a four-week stint, and one thing we're desperate for is bursting out of stoppages. Right now, Oliver is a turnover merchant. Let's put RCD in there. Let's give him his crack. Sometimes throw a kid in the deep end. I know we've got really major issues with his ability to keep his engine. But, you know, let's die not knowing we need someone in the guts as well. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm on that line as well. I, as we kind of touched on earlier, we almost, you're almost conceding that we're probably more likely to lose than not. So especially in the midfield, I, I reckon that let RCD run wild, give him a go. If he gets on the end of a couple, he's going to be hard to catch out the guts. Let him learn. I mean, he's going to be against some like McRae, Bonson, Pally plays like that. He's going to learn an absolute monster load from those guys anyway. Uh, I reckon it's time to <clears throat> to yeah. see him come in. So yeah, yeah. I'm a plus one for RCD, and I'm a plus one for Caddy as well. I think he is vital to our forward structure, and that we need to see him in that third that third tall forward role. Um, I think it'll just it'll straighten us up a little bit and give us some options. But and if Grimes is out, I don't want to even think about that just yet. <clears throat> but um. Yeah, I think what we said before, the broad shuffling back. Uh, Nash could be one to come in. They might they might do a sneaky Maurice Rioli Jr. Uh, nah, him in somehow nah, at some stages. Mate, he had like five touches yeah. on the weekend. Yeah. Mate, he couldn't oh, even no. catch a cold. Couldn't yeah. he? Oh. Nah. Look, if it was dream time, I'd put him in because of the sake of dream time. It's a story, right? And sometimes emotionally, him and Rioli will be like, this is funny. What do you reckon about this, CB? I was speaking to a mate of mine today about it. Rioli's form, he's asking to do certain things off the ball that's impacting his, his possessions, right? Outside of that, he's, I don't think he's in great touch. But how much will a lift will he get when Rio, the other Rioli's in the side? He's not ready for it, but the other one's nowhere near it. And I, yeah. I, I just do not believe in gifting games to dudes. Yeah, unless, but, you, unless you are bottom four, don't do it. Yeah, so, but if you're playing Essendon, if you're playing Essendon's dream nah, time... I wouldn't, I would, mate, I wouldn't risk it. 
if we've got other blokes ahead of him, you play him. No. The kids only just come on to see. He's got he's got years to play. You obviously don't read Mills and Boone's books. You know what I mean. I am. I am looking at the Fabio covers. Mate, that's it, mate. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, we'll get some we'll get some key matchups. We'll rip through these really quick. Just being conscious. Yeah. Uh, first one for you, Tiggs, to touch on quickly: Alex Keith and Aaron Norton Ooh. versus Lynch and Rewalt. Granted that Norton can play either end of the field, so I do acknowledge that. Yeah. Look, Aaron Norton will play forward. He won't be playing on Lynch or Rewalt. Um, like like CB sort of said. He'll um he'll they'll try to stretch us at the front half. So for me, the only person that can go with him, um, I'd put Bolter on him for the learnings. Um, maybe even Ashbury because he's not overly quick. He's just a really good contested mark. So he's a great mark. We made him look like Wayne a, Carey. Yeah, so you know, he loves us. Oh, yeah. well, this he's due for a downer. Um, but yeah, Alex Keith. Yeah, look, I, he's an okay defender. He's not. He they always thought he was be the big. Big white hope. I've seen a fair bit of him now. I reckon either Lynch, Rewalt will be too smart for him, so they'll probably have to put him on Lynch because Rewalt will be funny enough. Hard to say this, but he's too quick for him in the sense, if you know what I mean. Rewalt will just chain angles he's on him. Quick in the mind, Rewalt. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, Alex Keith is more of a traditional lumbering bloke, so yeah, he'd go on Lynch. All right, uh, CB Tim English. Well, now that he's out, so don't have to worry about him. But uh, Stephen Martin versus Nankervis, and who's second rucking for us? Oh, I just reckon it's going to be um, Nank versus Martin head to head. Just yeah. duke well, it out. Be. Yep, they'll just duke it out. El Mano to El Mano. And I rate do... Martin. I like that. Well, he's a, mate. He's a well. He, he's another version of. It's effectively two of the same blokes going against <laughs> each other. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I'll back <laughs> Nankervis because I think he's in really, really good form. I think he'll he'll get Martin overall. But that's no knock on Stephen Martin because he's a fantastic footballer. Uh, now I'll talk about Bonson Pelly, and I've put Jack Graham here. And I don't, to be honest, I don't care if it's Jack Graham or if it's Shane Evans or whoever. But we cannot let Bonson Pelly run around like we did to Salem last week, and like we do yeah. to side bottom. He is just too good of a footballer, and he will smash us to smithereens if we do that. And not only in the midfield, when he goes forward, he's equally as dangerous. And that's what's scary if Grimes is out. Is Broad would usually take that kind of play. He would roll forward, or Grimes might. But if he keeps going forward, it's going to complicate things for us. But Around the ground, I'd like Jack Graham not to tag him, but just to know where he is at all times. Um, because, yeah, if you let him on the loose and pay him no respect, he will slaughter us. I would love one of our kids tagging him. Like, I'd love RCD to come in. If he's got the engine and run with Bontabelli, well, just pl- follow him all game. Not against that either. It's an absolute learning, and Bont's one of the best, and I'm 100% not against that. Uh, Tiggs for you. Bailey Smith, who's got one of the dirtiest mullets in history, oh, versus Shane man. Edwards. Yeah, and his mo is something to frighten young children. Um, look, Shane Edwards, I reckon the closest they'll get to each other. Shane will probably just shake his hand and <laughs> they'll just go their separate ways. Bailey Smith reminds me of that guy that used to steal ice creams at the milk bar, you know what I mean? Um, down Broadway. But look, he's, he's a talent, Bailey. Um, he loves the smell of his own fart, so. So I reckon if we can get into if – we, if we can – they're going to think this is going to be a nice – so so win. They you know, that that's what they're gonna think. Bailey too. If we can pressure them, bring the pressure that we brought to Melbourne, they don't like it. And Bailey doesn't like it. He can go flat if you get a close checking row, but it won't be Shane Edwards. I'd love to match Shy Bolton on Bailey. Get Shy to match up on him and that means Bolton will make Bailey accountable because I think Bolton's more damaging. Fair enough. That's a good call. 
Uh, and finally, CB, Jack McCrae, who's one of the best mids in the AFL currently. Who goes to him? We won't have anyone back to mid on him. We will no have... We'll, we'll we'll have a strategy to de- to deal with him around the ground. So yeah. I think you'll find it won't be any one player. It will be just situational is what I'll say. Yeah, fair enough. That makes sense. Uh, reminder about the game. So Richmond versus the Doggies, Friday night, 7.50 at the MCG. I think capacity is increased. I might be Yeah, wrong, I'll be going I... to this one. I'll be going to this one. So if anyone wants to be here, just, um, you know, let me know and we'll have a... Um, We'll have a meet, meet and greet, if you like. Meet and greet. Meet you, can start, and greet. you can sign some T-shirts and all kinds yeah. of stuff. <laughs> yeah, you're just a tight ass. You haven't given me the Bigfooty Tiger Cast logo. So, you know, like a T-shirt that I can sign and hand out. Me and CB will do a little stall. Oh, I have. It has <laughs> crossed my mind a couple of times, a little merch pack, whether it's stickers or a stubby holder yeah. or something. We can do some shopping centre appearances and all kinds of stuff. But, uh, and, no, well sh- and me and CB are actually talking about it just before, you know, and if you've got last large breasts... Come and see us. We'll look after you. Well, that was CB oh. wanted me to say that. CB. Oh, jeez. <laughs> 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 you went all silent, CB. You went all silent there, mate. That should be a yeah. good game. We'll, uh, we'll get some. We'll go. Yep. I was just thinking, mate, it's funny how you didn't get the T-shirt because Michael's gave me about 15. Oh, <laughs> you got the intro, you get the T-shirt. But hey, just in I just hope Cotchit has a good fucking, excuse the language, I've been trying not to swear. Cotchit has a good game. He's due. Yeah. If we I... lose and we lose by 10 goals and Cotchit's the best player, I will be happy. You feel like he he's going to lift with the absence spot. of the players that are going to be absent. He, you feel like he's going to take it upon himself, yeah. I think, to throw himself yeah. around. So. Uh, we'll rip around and get some predictions quickly. CB? Okay, I'm prepared to cop an absolute pasting on this. Uh, the Dogs will beat us by 30 points. Ooh. And the free kicks will be Western Bulldogs 25, Richmond 15. Oh, okay. Tiggs? You know what? My head was saying to me that we're going to get done, we're going to get done, we're going to get done. But then after thinking about it, I actually think it's going to be Richmond by nine points. Oh. I reckon it's – yeah, I reckon we'll, 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 we'll get into them early. They'll rally in the second. We'll come back in the third. And then it's going to be goal, goal for broke in the last, um, even with our injuries. And it'll be like a famous win. Um, it's a typical Richmond thing to do. Nine points. Free kicks, I actually think now – after what's happened against Melbourne, Bulldogs will be 21, Richmond will be 23. Oh, geez. That, there's going to be a fair few. There's going to be a fair few. Yeah, it's going to be a fair few free kicks given because they're going to be conscious about both sides like to handball real quick, handball forward, all that sort of stuff. A couple so of throws. Ping and bikes left, right, centre. Um, but yeah, we might just get the rubber the green in some of these decisions. I I reckon the Dogs will win by about 21 points. I just think it's the people we're missing that's going to kill us. Like we can only sustain that for so long. And as much as we we all like and adore our depth, they're not Dusty's, they're not Kane Lambert's, and they're not uh, Dylan Grimes if he doesn't play. So they're big shoes to fill. But at the same time, I feel like we're going to give a much better effort across four quarters than we did against the Ds. And I wouldn't be shocked if we're in it after our eyeballs come three-quarter time. But... Um, yeah, I just don't know if we're going to have the soldiers out there to get it done, sadly. Uh, free kick-out-wise, I'll say Doggies 25, Richmond's 18. Hopefully we get a couple our way. But uh, look, I know two of us are tipped against the Tigers, but I'll be absolutely screaming my lungs out for the boys, and hopefully they prove me wrong. More than happy to eat some humble pie on that one. 
Yep. Yep. Thanks for your time yep. again tonight, gents. Uh, good luck at getting to the game, Tiggs, and everyone else who's heading along. Should be a cracker. And until next time, go Tigers. Go Tigers. Go Tigers. Don't throw in the towel, people. Don't throw in the towel. It's round six.